What's good, super friends? It's your tío Pepe from the mean streets of Sunland Park. We've had a few people ask how they could support us and when we're going to set up a Patreon. We've heard all two of you and decided to set one up. Subscriptions suck. Everyone's got subscription fatigue, so we're making ours like I like my women. Sweet, easy, and cheap. It's only $2. That's less than a pack of cigarettes or a coffee at Starbucks. For $2, you'll get our episodes a week early and we'll send you stickers a few times a year. In fact, our first one's already done and it looks super tight. Eventually, we'll add more perks. Link is in the show notes or check us out on patreon.com slash technically a conversation. In 1974, a small town named Boston, Ohio was evacuated by the government and became an abandoned ghost town. As the years passed, so did the legend surrounding this town, and it soon became known for its murderous Satanist, toxic chemical spills, and the church with upside-down crosses. But are any of these legends true? Today, we'll go over some of the stories surrounding the town, which ones are true and which ones are just urban legends, the toxic chemical spill, and the true reason the town was evacuated on this episode of Technically a Conversation. You're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one half of your host, Jose, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Elena. How are you doing today? I am doing splendid. How are you? I'm doing great. Did you take advantage of any great Black Friday sales? I did on Amazon for sure. Did I buy anything for anybody else? No, <laughs> I should have. <laughs> But all the things that I've been, uh, I've had my eye on, I, I did buy. Nice. How about you? Same, but except that I was able to get most of my Christmas shopping done. The only cool thing that I got was that karaoke machine that I was telling you about on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually came in yesterday, so it provided me many hours of fun while I tested it out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a little get-together to break it in. Hell yeah. What was the coolest thing that you bought on Black Friday? coolest uh i don't know if anything was cool like i don't i didn't buy any gadgets or or anything but i've been wanting a new bed bedding whatever so i bought a new comforter and some pillow shams and the fitted sheet because that's what i was needing so that's that's what i bought <laughs> oh i'm sorry no I, I meant if you got anything cool yeah, I know. That's what I said. I didn't buy any gadgets or anything. <laughs> Nothing cool. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm being a jerk. Cooling bed sheets. I, I. <laughs> Technically counts as cool. Do you know who uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is? Of course. We talked about her in one of our episodes. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that um, Kellogg guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, she came out with like her Christmas list. And um, apparently on her website, she was selling a $17,000, 24-karat gold vibrator, some bullshit. I was like, I wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I did hear about that. I was like, who has, I mean, besides celebrities, who has the money for that? It's ridiculous. She comes up with some ridiculous suggestions. <laughs> but apparently if you signed up to her mailing list, you got $50 off. So there's always that. Oh, wow. That's 
That's a lot right there. $50. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough fucking around, Elena. Ready to get started? Of course. Let's get started. Great. Let's get started. I just said that. Hey, that was my line. So that's your fault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So you and your family like to take road trips a lot. What's the weirdest place that you've gone? No, we don't like to take road trips a lot. I like to take road trips. <laughs> I know you like to take road trips. Antonio does not like to take road trips. Adan complains about it too. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't like it either. But anyway, weirdest place we've ever gone? Yes. I don't think I have a weird place. I mean, we just, we go to like normal places. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever visited any haunted places? No, not, not as a family. What about any haunted abandoned towns? I'm sure we've passed through some. <laughs> you know, like on your way to Roswell, there's that one town that's like abandoned. Not Roswell. Yeah, Roswell, Cloudcroft or whatever, the Inn of the Mountain Gods. Ridoso. Ridoso. What did I say? Roswell. Roswell. <laughs> Wrong place. Something <laughs> with an R. <laughs> My um, there's like this little abandoned town. I don't know if you remember it. Mm, no, but I also haven't been to Ridoso in like 20 years, I think. Oh, well... I've gone a, a few times because of concerts, but um, yeah, there's like this little abandoned town that you pass through. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened there. I don't know why it's abandoned, but it's it's pretty cool to watch. But I like, again, I haven't gone with my family. I've done it with Bonchito. I mean, Bonchito counts as my family. I would definitely say your brother is your family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. I think that's... And I want to say there's another um, ghost town or abandoned town on your way to Phoenix also. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. That one looks like an old timey, kind of when you think of, when you think of, when you think of like a Southwestern, like ghost town or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like that, but I'm not sure if that's just a replica or if that's the way that it actually looked like when it was abandoned. Oh, gotcha. No, like this looks like an old timey place that you would see in a movie and it just looks like like people just got up and left and just left everything oh wow <laughs> as is or was yeah it's it's pretty crazy i kind of want to go check it out now we should the town we're going to talk about today has no fewer than seven legends associated with it which is kind of a lot considering that there are no people in the area at least no living people the following is from an all that's interesting article by gina demuro an atlas obscura article by morty and a colonial ghost article, no author given. Links in the show notes. With a name like Helltown, it's got to be good. Never has a town's name more perfectly fit its legendary status. Nestled in the Cuyahoga Valley in Ohio, this deserted city, known for murderous Satanists, toxic chemical spills, hazardous roads, crybaby bridges, a school bus filled with murdered high school students, a church decorated with upside-down crosses, and a cemetery with melting gravestones. The imagery and description sound more like something out of a Stephen King novel than a whimsical sightseer's travel guide. Helltown wasn't always the post-apocalyptic hellscape it is now. At one time, it was known as Boston, Ohio, a quiet, uneventful little town whose only claim to fame was being the oldest village in Summit County. But what happened in 1974 that turned the sleepy little town into nightmare fodder? And specifically, what was the government's role in the decline of this once-inhabited village? Let's jump in the Dorado with Blackie Lawless and Brian Johnson 
and take the highway to hell to the end of the world and see what we can uncover. But first, Elena, are you familiar with Helltown, Ohio? I want to say that I might have heard of it. And since we both follow the same page, I'm pretty sure that's I've read upon it, but I never like researched it or anything. So it sounds like fun. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why you say we follow the same page because um, these are all different sources and I didn't get it from any social media. No, all that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't follow them. But you listed them as a source in the beginning. All that's interesting.com. Yes. So all that's interesting is on Instagram. So I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, I just go on Instagram to post about the podcast and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I described, does it sound like a place that you ever want to visit? Heck yeah, I want to go. We should do a road trip up there. Sadly, this is a place that you'll never be able to visit. I'll explain why later. All right. But first, let's go over some of the urban legends and folklore since that's the fun part. And then we'll go over the history and talk about who heard it to make it this way, since that's the boring part. Who hurt it? Yeah. ¿Quién lo lastimó? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt this town? All right. Got it. Who hurt this town to make it that way? And actually, that part is super interesting, too. What do you think? Sounds like a very interesting story. I'm intrigued. Hopefully, I'm able to keep your attention. <laughs> when you think about an abandoned city, most people think of an abandoned old ghost town, like we have here in the Southwest. But even though it's located in the northeastern part of the United States, known as the Midwest for some reason, it didn't look old at all. It actually looked pretty modern. Having been founded in 1806, there were the historical buildings that beckoned back to early America. But for the most part, it looks distinctly 20th century, all the way down to the modern looking, no trespassing signs that were sprinkled throughout the town. While you won't find any residents, the remains of the lives they left behind were still visible for all to see all the way down to the little white church that was at the center of the village. Decorated with inverted crosses, some people think the church might have inspired the Helltown name. Others claim the church was built by Satanists who live and worship there and are on the lookout for a distracted visitor to capture. And there's actually a lot of Satanism allegedly connected to this town. Well, that's kind of, a, I mean, I don't want to say it's cool because I don't want to sound like I'm demonic or a Satanist, <laughs> but that sounds kind of cool. A bunch of inverted crosses across the town. Like, what the heck? <laughs> well, no, the, the inverted crosses are just on the church. Oh, just what? Okay. They're just on the church where they belong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of Satanism that's associated with a lot of these urban legends here or legends or, or whatever, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Satanists are also linked to an abandoned school bus that can be seen in some images of the town. According to the legend, the school bus was carrying a group of high school students to a ski resort near Boston. An elderly woman flagged on the bus and explained that a young boy in her house was seriously injured. The bus driver, attempting to help, drove into the woods towards her driveway in an effort to help the boy. As the bus approached the house, devil worshippers swarmed the bus and sacrificed everyone on board. A variation of the story says that it was actually a serial killer that murdered everybody on the bus, not a mob of Satanists. I guess it just depends on what you find more frightening, a serial killer or a horde of devil worshippers. What would you find scarier? The devil worshippers. A serial killer, it just seems like one person for all those kids doesn't seem possible to me. I don't know. And I was thinking that too. I think it would be easier to fight one serial killer than a, a mob of Satanists. Exactly. What do you think about the story though? Does it sound 
credible to you, like something that might have happened? Yeah, I think it could have happened. Um, I would say that it would have to be like Satanists in the occult, like dark, dark magic or whatever you want to call it, because I don't think people who actually follow the satanic Bible or whatever are not evil per se. They just have different beliefs. Yeah, I think they're contrarians more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Well, the bus is real. The bus has sat there for over 30 years as a warning to anyone brave enough to try to venture into this little town. And I believe that the school bus that's on the cover art for this episode is that school bus that's, uh, that's mentioned in the story. Cool. The only thing is I'm not sure how legit that picture is. Uh, the welcome to Helltown sign looks fake, but I thought that it looked pretty cool nonetheless. Heck yeah. There's a legend that if you look into the school bus, you might see the ghost of children or the killers that murdered them. Aye, aye. <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about that when I start going into these, these legends in more detail. Okay. The melted gravestones are not really a thing, actually. There are a couple of pictures of these gravestones from the Boston Cemetery, but they just honestly look like they've been neglected and are in disrepair. Some of them look like they might have had a dark lacquer or paint protecting the cement, and the paint was faded away. Uh, some of the tombstones, you can't even make out what they said anymore and are severely chipped, cracked, and eroded. Some look just fine. Apparently, there's a ghost that sits on the bench, staring into space, waiting for his family. The bodies in the cemetery were the only ones not forced to leave the area and are now stuck in an abandoned ghost town, their families having left long ago, which is kind of sad, actually. Yeah, my pobrecitos. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Atlas Obscura mentioned the Crybaby Bridge, I couldn't find any information about it. Are you familiar with what a crybaby bridge is? No, I was actually going to ask that when you mentioned it earlier. Does that mean you just hear a baby crying near a bridge? <laughs> According to an unrelated All That's Interesting article by Neil Patmore, they are named for the local legends of ghostly cries supposedly heard near bridges that are said to be haunted by the spirit of babies whose mothers toss them off the side of the bridge or drown them in the waters below. Oh my gosh, like La Llorona and steroids. I was reading some things about um, the crybaby bridges and a lot of them had stories that were very similar to La Llorona. Okay. And um, again, even though the, the article mentioned and shows a picture of the Helltown crybaby bridge, there was no legend associated with it. James Willis from My Strange and Spooky World does mention the Boston Mills Road Bridge, but says that the only connection with Helltown is that it's geographically close to Helltown and is on Boston Mills, which is one of the many roads named in Helltown legends. The bridge actually crosses over the Ohio and Erie Canal between Main Street and Peninsula and Riverview Road in Brecksville. Willis admits the story is probably the least scariest of the Helltown legends and doesn't actually involve hearing any babies crying. But allegedly, if you park your car on the bridge, turn the motor off, lock the car with the keys in the ignition, and walk away. You'll have a bunch of little manitas pushing your car. That's here in El Paso. <laughs> Gravity Hill. <laughs> when you return, you'll find the vehicle is mysteriously running, even though the doors are still locked. Mm. The car will also supposedly be covered in tiny handprints. Ah, oh, I just said that. <laughs> Willis does also strongly caution against trying this under any circumstance. So uh, it sounds like you are familiar with these type of stories about the ghost handprints. Well, yeah. You don't remember Gravity Hill on the west side? You you never went? 
I never went, but I have heard about that. And I was actually going to ask you if you ever went to the one that's here in El Paso. Yes. I don't remember who. I mean, I was in high school. I don't remember who I went with, but I remember I went at least a couple of times and like you put your car in neutral and supposedly if you sprinkle your car like with baby powder or whatever, you see these little manitas like trying to push your car up the hill because you're supposed to be, I don't remember which way facing. I don't even know where Gravity Hill is now, which would be kind of fun to take Adan because Adan's all into, into, you know, that stuff right now. But yeah, like we, we did it a couple of times. I don't remember seeing any handprints or, and I think gravity pushes you. I don't think it's the manitas, obviously, right? But I don't, I don't remember like the origin story of that area or why there's a bunch of little kids that push you. <laughs> but I guess every town or city has a similar story, right? Yeah. And the little manitas sounds super cute too, but little hands are really <laughs> cute in general. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I have a lot of little like cat footprints on my car because there's a bunch of straight cats in my area, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's also not as cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're kind of cute. Cat paws are cute. <laughs> no, what I was reading, because I was actually going to do a um, an episode about that, but I just couldn't find enough information, is that it's actually an optical illusion. Just because like the way that like the things around the road are, it looks like you're actually going uphill but the road is actually going downhill, but everything else looks like it's going uphill. So that's why it creates like an optical illusion. And that's that's how it works. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, too bad there wasn't enough information. But so you don't remember or know why they came up with the little kids? Was it also a bus accident? <laughs> mm, I don't remember why the, for the one here in El Paso. No, I don't remember why. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, that was one that I was going to talk about it. But I mean, really only had like two pages worth of, of uh, information. I was like, yeah, it's not enough to do a an episode. Yeah, darn. Uh, speaking of roads, though, there are two main roads that go through Helltown. Both are labeled as dead ends. Stanford Road is where all the fun happened, as our old friends, the Satanists, apparently put up the dead end signs to keep people out of their secret hideouts. All the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's often referred to as the end of the world road or highway to hell. And as you can imagine, it's in a severe state of disrepair. It's also described as being a twisting and dangerous road with a very sharp incline that's so steep that when a car crests the top of the hill, it looks like they're driving off of a cliff. Some claim that the road is evil and will take possession of your vehicle, causing a fatal accident. If you're unfortunate enough to break down or if you park your car on the side of the road, you may meet your gruesome demise at the hands of the strange people who are still patrolling and protecting the area. What strange people? What strange people? <laughs> Glad you asked, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What strange people, you might ask? Let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll talk about the chemical spill in Helltown and the real reason it was abandoned. Spoiler alert, it wasn't due to the chemical spill. Do you have trouble sleeping or suffer from insomnia or anxiety? Are you a fan of horror and scary stories? Then give Scary Bedtime Stories a shot. I'll give you a calming background to drown out the neighbor's dog or that douchebag on the biker muscle car that's overcompensating. Every episode, I'll read some pages from a horror classic. Put the episode on repeat or make a playlist and let me be your Morpheus. 
your guide into the realm of dreams. My voice will never get louder than this. The music will never get louder than this. There will be no loud and obnoxious ads to awaken you from your slumber. If you want to go to sleep, if you need to go to sleep, check out Scary Bedtime Stories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out scarybedtimestories.com. Flip that pillow to the cool side, relax your breathing, and come with me to dreamland while enjoying a horror classic. Scarybedtimestories.com Do you love true crime but are looking for something different? Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? Do you love history but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Yield Crime. Where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. And we're back. We're back. Elena, did you abandon any small Midwestern towns during our break? I sure didn't. What do you think about what you've heard so far? Uh, now I want to listen to Highway to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about some final destination right now. Oh, maybe you can sing it on the karaoke machine if we ever get together anytime soon. Yes. But no, I can't hit those high notes. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Based on what I've told you up until this point, are there any legends that you believe might be true? No. Okay, let's continue then. (laughs) Just because I'm always a skeptic about everything, that's why. One of the big rumors that has persisted about Helltown is that it was evacuated due to a large chemical spill. The chemical spill was allegedly so bad that it caused mutations in local children and even created the Peninsula Python, which was said to be a monstrous snake. And I think it also created The Hills Have Eyes, the inspiration from Hellstown. No, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe, although I think that's in New Mexico. Hills Have Eyes? Yeah, isn't it in New Mexico? Like in uh, Alamogordo or some shit. <laughs> you know what? It's probably that stupid town that we pass by to go to, I forgot where I'm going. Cerridoso. Yes, there. <laughs> I'm like, what's it called again? Roswell, no. <laughs> I believe we do pass to Alamogordo to go to Ridoso, so that sounds accurate. Mm, okay. So going back to the uh, Peninsula Python, they allegedly even had a yearly celebration called Python Day in honor of the giant snake. It is said that some of those mutant people would wander around the town, but from what I could find, they didn't appear to be dangerous. A first-hand account on the Colonial Ghost website claimed that they were a strange and frightening breed dressed all in black, but when they tried approaching them or speaking to them, they fled. The chemical spill, like I teased earlier, was not the reason for the evacuation. Before I give you the real stories behind some of the legends, at least the ones that are not insane, and tell you why the town was abandoned, did you want to take a guess why? The pythons? That's a good guess, but no. Oh, no, then I have no idea. Because chemical spill, some kind of biological warfare weapon or pythons. <laughs> Those are the three that come to mind. <laughs> well, what's interesting about the python is that they did celebrate Python Day. So 
Who knows? Yeah. But let's start from the top with the satanic church used by the devil worshippers. It's actually a Presbyterian church, and from what I could find was called Mother of Sorrows. While it does, in fact, sport upside-down crosses, they were a fairly common feature of the Gothic Revival style in which it was constructed. Yeah, so I actually did pull up a picture, and the cross on the top looks like a normal cross, but the architecture, or at least I just saw like the front of it real quick, the architecture has what looks like an inverted cross, and I think I saw two of them and that was it. So I'm just kind of curious what the inside looked like. Well, stop Googling this shit because it's going to spoil the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'm just giving my account of what I saw. Because, you know, when you're talking about the story, I was like, oh, that shit sounds like really interesting. I want to see what this town looks like. I want to see the bus. I want to see all that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you brought up the bus. About that abandoned haunted school bus where the kids were murdered and you could still see the victims or killers if you looked through the windows. Well, if you would have looked in you might have gotten a terrifying glimpse of a man and some kids, but they were not spirits. It was a family that was living in the school bus temporarily while their house was being renovated. You like that little twist? I just shamalon that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so is this while whilst the town is abandoned, these people were living in the bus or is this? I think this was before the, the town was abandoned. Okay, got it. <laughs> They were living temporarily in the school bus where their house was renovated, but there's no explanation as to why it was just abandoned there. It was just left there on the side of the road. Right. I couldn't find information on whether the cemetery still existed. There are two cemeteries that are often referenced alongside Helltown. There's Boston Cemetery and Mater Dolorosa Cemetery. Both appear to still be open. The Google reviews for Boston Cemetery make it seem like that's the same one that's mentioned in the Helltown stories. And of course, it's not haunted. Mater Dolorosa, I only saw referenced when it was YouTubers going, Hey, bro, I'm going to tour this haunted Helltown Cemetery, and it's really scary and creepy. Make sure you like, subscribe, and smash the bell, my dudes, to see future videos. We made sure to come at night with only our cameras and a flashlight so we can, like, bump into each other and scare ourselves shitless, my guys. <laughs> I almost feel like trolling them in the comments and telling them that they went to the wrong cemetery. Write uh -huh. something dick like, oh shit, you guys actually went to the least haunted cemetery in the United States. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. Go like, Boston Cemetery is the one that you wanted. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I won't do that. But YouTube videos were the only ones that I could find that reference Mater Dolorosa and uh, Helltown. And um, wait, let. Well, you said it that you can't go in the town, though. So how are these people getting in the town? Well, you're not supposed to go into the towns. Oh, there's just signs saying not to go in. You still can. There are signs. Let me rephrase that. There were signs saying no trespassing. Oh, signs, signs everywhere, signs. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes another YouTube copyright strike. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My bad. Right, so I teased it enough. Let's come full circle to the chemical spill and why Helltown was abandoned. It actually all had to do with the National Park Service and Gerald Ford. Now, despite Gerald Ford being a Republican president, Helltown wasn't evacuated due to racist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic, religious, pro-life, or greedy reasons. There were actually some good intentions associated with this, but the execution was what the kids would call 
an epic fail. Due to growing national concerns about deforestation, President Gerald Ford approved legislation that allowed the National Park Service the power to expropriate or reclaim land to preserve forests and to establish national parks. The National Park Service decided that Boston Township would be the new home for the Cuyahoga Valley National Park and started buying the property from its residents. Some of these people had been there for years, many for generations, so the sentiment wasn't very positive. But ultimately, the people felt that they had no choice and begrudgingly relinquished their lands. There was a 1983 PBS documentary called For the Good of All that featured Helltown, and one of the most memorable scenes was a house that in a cruel twist of karma was spray-painted with the phrase, quote, now we know how the Indians felt, which it's super fucked up, Yeah. but also not the same. No. These people got paid for their property. The natives, for the most part, were slaughtered and forced to leave to more undesirable parts of the country if they wanted to live, and that was done multiple times to them, each time met with force and genocide. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the homes were boarded up, and the people left, and the government began the process of tearing down the buildings, but they actually fell behind, and many of the roads, homes, and buildings were left behind in a state of neglect, leading to all the legends that have spawned from it. As far as the chemical spill, there is actually some debate as to whether or not there ever was a chemical spill in the town. Something called Destination America, which looks like a cable TV channel based on their website, apparently did a video covering the chemical spill, but I followed a couple of links online and it looks like it might have been taken down. It is part of the Discovery Channel catalog or whatever, so maybe David Zaslov skull fucked it for the tax write-off, like the Batgirl movie or the John Cena Wile E. Coyote movie. <laughs> yeah. The part that is true, though, about the, the chemical spill thing is that when the National Park Service acquired the Kretschke dump in 1985, the rangers that visited the site reported some strange orders, became physically ill, had headaches, began vomiting profusely, mm. and were covered in rashes. The dump was thought to be just a regular old junkyard, but it was later discovered that several highly toxic substances were improperly dumped there by some corporations, and it became a Superfund site that they barely finished cleaning up in 2016. Oh, gross. So there was a <laughs> bunch of like deformed fishes and tadpoles and shit in there? <laughs> like the ones that you see in uh, The Simpsons? <laughs> That was the first thing that I thought of, Yeah. but there actually is no evidence of any mutant animals or people or X-Men or anything. X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no uh, Cyclops or Nightcrawler or Gambit or anything. Boo. I just got to... <laughs> at least that were a result of the dump. Yeah. Or at least of the, uh, like, like what they're, that they're exposing. Yeah. Who knows? You know, the government. That is very true. I mean, who knows if these people had been exposed to it for years and, you know, they ended up getting cancer or something down the road. Right. And um, this also might not have been the chemical spill that was referred to in the legends since the area was evacuated in 1974 and the toxic substances in the dump weren't discovered until 11 years later. But um, some of the articles stated that the people in the area had the Python Day to celebrate the legendary giant snake that was a result of the alleged 1974 chemical spill, despite there not being any proof of either. Now, if you want to go check out this place and see how creepy it is with your own eyes, I have some bad news for you. All the remaining abandoned houses and buildings 
were torn down by the government during the summer of 2016. Aww. And most of Helltown is now part of the Cuyahoga Valley National Recreational Area. There's nothing to see there anymore. And that's why I said at the beginning that, sadly, this is a place you'll never be able to visit. Yeah. Well, they tore all that shit down because they don't want people going in there because that's what's attracting people to see these abandoned buildings and houses and whatever. But I think the church is still there, right? And the bus or no? No, no, that was all removed in 2016. Everything's gone? Oh my God, that sucks. Okay, boo. And that's why I was saying that I wasn't sure if the cemetery still remained. But, um, you know, the only information that I could really find was uh, based off of Google reviews. And there were Google reviews as as um, late as last year that were talking about it. You should have done a Google map search and like blew that shit up. <laughs> I did see it mentioned on Google Maps, but I don't know if it was done before everything was torn down or after everything was torn down. So again, it's one of those type of things. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure there's a way you can check to see when the pictures were taken and everything. Yeah, there's like a watermark of the year it was taken. Oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't check. But all signs point that both cemeteries still remain. And from what I can gather, it looks like they were preserved within the national park. I mean, that would kind of make sense because it's a cemetery. I don't think there's any living relatives. Or, I mean, there might be, 70s. I'd be kind of curious to find out if people are still going to visit these cemeteries to visit loved ones. I doubt it, but, I mean, that's that would be kind of cool because, like, we have Concordia here which is a super old cemetery. And when we were there for Dia de los Muertos or the Dia de los Muertos celebration, there were flowers left at some of these graves. And I don't know if it's like ancestors that are coming to visit because these graves, some of these are like super, super old. Or if it was put there in place of the celebration. You know what I mean? From what I understood, um, it was generations of people that lived there. You know, maybe like the youngest people are, are probably like close to 50 now because if they were born in 74, um, yeah, that would be 50 next year. So yeah, it's possible that they were still, you know, they're still going down there to visit like grandparents maybe or maybe parents that were buried there. But from all the reviews that I could see, it looks like it's still an active cemetery because people are going in there actually defending it, saying it's not haunted at all. It's just a regular cemetery. So, um, you know, people are actually defending it. Okay, so yeah, I would say it's family members. Yeah. I mean, I think every cemetery is going to have some kind of story that it's haunted. I think regardless of how new it is, there's going to be some kind of story just because it's a cemetery. True. And you always have to worry that on Halloween, Michael Jackson is going to resurrect from the <laughs> from the cemetery and they're going to do the thriller dance and all that shit on there. So that would be badass to see. I would love to see that. <laughs> no, well, when I what I thought of was because um, my generation's just a little bit younger than. Well, I mean, generation, whatever. Just, I'm just a little bit younger than you. I thought of um, the guy from Hocus Pocus coming out of the <laughs> the grave, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure you didn't watch because Antonio had never seen Hocus Pocus until I introduced him to it. Yeah, I don't know. I the first thing that I thought was Beetlejuice, but um, <laughs> Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm sure he was not in Hocus Pocus. No, Beetlejuice was not. It's um Eddie. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the boyfriend that was buried, but they bring him out, of course, on All Hallows Eve to do their evil bidding. But I mean, you gotta watch the movie. It's cute. 
Did he also do the dancing? The bum 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 bum. No, he didn't know dancing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he had his mouth sewn shut because he cheated on one sister with another. So whatever. <laughs> mm, okay. I guess it's per tradition. If you cheat on somebody, you have your mouth sewn shut. Yeah, I guess. So that you don't like open your mouth and kiss somebody else or whatever else you do with your mouth. <laughs> You can do a lot of things with your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that note, no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, before we get to that note, uh, what do you think of the story? It was very, very interesting. And even though, even though those like buildings aren't around anymore, I would be curious even to just go to the cemetery. I think that would be, I think that would be like a fun thing to do. I think like um, being that it's on the East Coast slash midwest or whatever no not midwest mid what did you say mid it's in the northeast but for some reason the people that live there they call it the midwest which is not the midwest to us yeah i was gonna say wait how is it in the northeast and also the midwest anyway it seems a little far to do a road trip all the way out there unless you were to hit a bunch of points on the way to get there you know what i mean not just to go straight there I would be interested in going. I think that would be fun. Yeah, it would be cool. See if we can find where that dump was to see if we can get some cool rashes and <laughs> we turn to mutants. <laughs> no, I'm not interested in that. Nope. Nope. I'm good. No three eyes or a cyclops, one eye, whatever. Nope. I'm good. But unless I can fly, then maybe. That's what I was going to say. Check it out. I can fly now. Holy shit. <laughs> it's so worth it. Then, it, yeah, then it would be worth it. But. Uh, other than that, no, I'm good. I, I'll pass. I've got a giant tumor on the side of my face, but it was so <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I have a giant tumor on my neck, but I can fly. <laughs> I can fly. That's all that matters. Personally, I thought it was really sloppy how the eminent domain of the property was handled. I'm all for conservation and preserving our forest. But what I was thinking when I, when I was reading this was, couldn't they pick some land that, that hadn't been developed? rather than land that had already been de deforested, paved, and had a village of people living in it. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, I mean, nothing makes sense. There is no common sense. There is never common sense in anything, I think. Yep, especially when it comes to the government. Exactly. Where we do have some common sense is from our new super friend, Julian, who sent us a message. Would you like me to read it to you? I would love to hear it. Right, I didn't have time to have AI read it, but uh, he wrote to us, just found you all on YouTube today. I was hooked in the first five minutes. Keep up the amazing work and videos. Feels like I'm there with you all talking. And he put in uh, parentheses, hopefully one day I can, LOL. Not much podcast can make people feel like that. Love the vibe and energy you all have. Well, thank you very much, Julian, for sending in that comment. Oh, Julian, that's super sweet. Hopefully one day you can be a... Uh super friend on our podcast as a guest. That would be totally awesome. And also I'm a little uh, curious as to what episode you heard that just hooked you. I don't know if it's like number one, was it number, you know what I mean? Just curious. Yeah, that I don't know. Cause it doesn't show us on, like it just shows us like the episodes that have been listened to on YouTube. The thing with YouTube is that there's Google podcast and Google podcast is going to the Google cemetery. Uh, not to be confused with the Helltown Cemetery. <laughs> so what they're doing is they're trying to transition everything to YouTube and YouTube music. So um, they were like, all right, you guys can upload your your podcast. So that's what I did. 
So after fighting through a bunch of copyright strikes for um, some of our earlier podcasts where we have music and all that, all but two podcasts are up. Uh, the only two that aren't on there are the uh, Dolly Parton one and the one on the um, the Golden Dawn. And those, I haven't been able to fight those those copyright claims. So I suggest that if you do use a real podcast player like a Spotify or Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, um, that you check us out there because those we still haven't been taken down. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You'll be able to listen to all the episode in its full glory. <laughs> Unedited. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so thank you so much for submitting that. And that makes you our super friend of the week. Were you waiting like 20 seconds for that to play? <laughs> no, I actually switched to the other soundboard. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You're like a week. You're like running out of breath. <laughs> Because it was, it took too long to play. <laughs> I did run out of breath, but I think that's because I smoked cigarettes for like 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty good. It was good. You lasted almost the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, special shout out to our super homie, super friends, Sophia and Natasha. If you want to help support the show, get the episodes a week early and ad free. Get your name shouted out on the show. And get some stickers from us a few times a year. Check us out at patreon.com slash technically a conversation or check the show notes. Best of all, it's only $2 a month. You can't even buy cigarettes for that. No, you can't. Not that I would know. On that high note, we hope that you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are sold. Yeah. Follow us on the socials at GreetingsTAC, email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us about the time you visited a Superfund site and got tumors from the toxic fumes. <laughs> that would be totally sad and i hope you got zero tumors <laughs> even better if you got the ability to fly we would love to hear that you know what if you have gone to the cemetery or to hellstown let us know yes definitely we would love to hear your story about it heck yeah